This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dug in when we need to and played our football when we need to as well. Uh, created the better chances, you know, scored two great goals and, and we won a penalty as well. And that's what we tried to do, you know, the gaffer's been saying that for a long, a long time. Um, we want to play away from home as we do at home. And I think you've seen that there today. Uh, when we got the ball down, we played, you know, we didn't buy into their game plan where the, when it dropped, they hooked it on and went long all the time. When the opportunity came to take it down, we, we got it down, we played wide and we attacked. A routine performance away from home sees the Stags pick up another three points. The only slight blot on the copy paper being Lucas Aikens' missed penalty. It could only happen to him, couldn't it? Tonight we'll reflect on that, the positives of his game and an untroubled Christy Pym, along with the silencing of the crowds through the boots of Prince George. We'll also look ahead to tomorrow night's trip to Grimsby in the Pizza Cup with another strong side set to start and a brief glimpse too at the trip to Crewe. And if that's not enough to satisfy your needs, we're in person again, bar for the Salford-loving, Rotherham-living and disturbing royalties of Cam. We'll be on hand with all your comments, questions and opinions. So get them in in the live feed now. Right, it's time for that last slurp of tea and to get the show underway. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Well, the tea has been slurped and uh, we are ready to go. The cake has been eaten. But there's no sign of camp, so comments today could be quite interesting. Gents trying to read the screen. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Here we are again in person, twice in a row, gents. What's going on? I personally blame Nathan Edge, because you said to me, didn't you, a few weeks ago, mate, you know, I'm, I'm available for the next three or four weeks, but we'll have to do it in person. And we never actually uh, delved into why. Well, no, I said I was unavailable for the next three or four weeks, unless we do it in person. So, one, I've got dodgy internet, as you've all figured out for the, the whole of this series, but I also have a house full, so I haven't got a spare room to do it in. So, so yeah, that's why. Oh, but no, I haven't had more, any, more kids before you even go there. Uh, what, uh, was I going to say that? <laughs> was I going to say that? That is absolutely slanderous. I wasn't going to say that. What you should have said, though, really, is I missed the original days. Do you remember? You know what? It's oh, yeah, quite funny. It. It's popped up on our memories this week that I think it's uh, something like five, six years since... 
we did the first one of these live. So what, five years since we yeah. started this podcast. Obviously, we were the two originals. Then Cam jumped on board. He was supposed to be doing comments with Cam tonight on the internet, but he's obviously forgot. <laughs> um, and then we picked up these two stragglers uh, along the way. Amazing to think that we managed to do six episodes sat in a pock. What on earth were we thinking? Well, I remember us having the idea we were going to go around <laughs> different places in Mansfield, give them a bit of a promotion as well, and yeah. do this on, on the basically on the road around Mansfield. I mean, it clearly didn't work. I mean, after episode two, I realised this was stupid. It's freezing. Most of the season through is winter when it's going to rain. So basically, we bin that idea and thought, Facebook Live, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Cam says his internet's died and won't let me... Uh into restream and he thinks his laptop's on last leg so i might ring him in a bit and get him on the phone but i don't know it's 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 strange isn't it i was watching it back um the first one we did i think it was episode seven of series one where it was me cam and that other youth that used to do it um and the camera quality was woeful and then you know there was nothing on the background it was all blank in here like looking around now it's Amazing to see like how full this room has got of Stag's memorabilia and people still tuning in to watch our rambling. So as always, come and have your say on your team and let us uh, know your thoughts on all things Mansfield Town. Now, we were going to have comments with Cam, but uh, he's not on the stream tonight. We'll try and get him on the phone. Last time, the reason we had comments with Cam was because even though I'm only, what, a couple of feet away from uh, the, the TV screen, I can't actually read it. It's too far away. What's your eyesight like, Mr. Wilson? <laughs> not, not as good as yours. I can help, I can help if you want. The first <laughs> one says... Nathan, might be on you, from, my friend. From uh, James Peterson. Um, who is this Craig bloke? He's rubbish. All oh, right. <laughs> oh, sorry. I shouldn't have read that one. Carry on. Oh, yeah. I really shouldn't have done. I don't know. <laughs> I can just about read them, so we'll, uh, we'll, say, we'll Clive, persevere. Clive can do it on his phone. Yeah, we've got the face. I've got the Facebook ones. Oh, no, I haven't actually. No, they don't come up on mine. So we'll do our best to try and get through a few of your comments. Um, let's have a little look at them. So I've got like properly me necking, but there we go. Uh, David's kicked us off tonight. Akin, uh, Aikens, man of the match. I've done my same thing. Aikens, man of the match uh, again. Uh, Chris says good evening. Kerry Lou says evening. Jamie says we play better when we have got a natural right wing back. Uh, and the Mansfield says, I'm really pleased to see Aikens picking up. I knew he'd come good. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure we'll delve into him. Uh, let's bring um, the the people that we've we've brought picked up along the way, Nate, into the podcast. The unlucky family. souls. Yeah, the unlucky souls that are now stuck with us <laughs> to give their views on all things Mansfield Town. Evening, Mr. Wilson. How are you? I'm very well. Thank we you, Craig. Are we switched on? We, did you push this thing? Yeah, you're up. Yeah, you're up. Just checking. And we didn't check before. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, there you quite go. good with him, I? Uh, well, I thought you might be, mate. I thought you might <laughs> it's be. Quite good. It's kind of what he does, you know. No, yeah. Is I'm it? Very well, thank you, Craig. <laughs> I and, thought it was uh, a bit Good man. evening, everybody. <laughs> Clive, how are we? Well, I'm tickety boo. Thank you very much for inviting me to your lovely studio. Well, it's not really. It's a back room, but we'll we'll go along with it. <laughs> Feels more like a studio the last couple of weeks. I'm going to be honest. I've enjoyed doing this the last couple of weeks. And it's going to be weird when you bugger off to where are you going, Cornwall or something. I mean, it's no, it's. I mean, it's near Scunthorpe, but yeah, whatever. It's, it's not that far. About the same minute. Shall we delve into all things Mansfield Town, and we'll try and get Cam on the phone at some point as well. Let's do it. Uh, Why Cl- not? Clive, yesterday, of course, not yesterday. It was Sunday yesterday. I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> um, oh, funerals and all that. You lose track of days, don't you? Um, Gillingham away. Um, we were a little bit apprehensive, weren't we, beforehand, because we said away form's not been great. Doncaster was perhaps nominally because we had a good vocal support. But it was a quite a routine job in the end away at Gillingham, wasn't it? Yeah, we played well, but they were rubbish. I mean, to be fair, they are in trouble, I think, unless they can find some new staff. 
they've got a real problem. And I think we've seen this before where a team comes down from a higher league and then finds us find themselves sat on the trapdoor of the league below. They're just not prepared for the rigours of League Two. Um, but we you can only play the team that's got in front of you and we played well. We should have had four or five goals to be fair. Mm, we really should. We we did put in a uh, a good performance. I felt we were uh, the better side. But like people are saying in the comments, Alan, you know, perhaps should have been four or five goals out of sight at half time. And it boils down to that thing, doesn't it? Of Mansfield Town perhaps still haven't found their ruthless streak yet. No, but like we said a couple of weeks ago and probably last week on the pod- podcast, Craig, somebody was going to get a good hiding one of these weeks. I mean, I'll take 2 0, clean sheet, win away. Every week, that's not a problem. But it's like uh, Maka said in his interview: if you're making the chances, that's fine. It's when you're not making the chances that that's when the problems start. But I think it all all boils down to you know playing certain players in their right positions. Mm. And it was nice to see Kellen Gordon getting run as well, or yeah. nice to hear Kellen Gordon getting a run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think like somebody said in the the comments, Nathan, you know, it, we seem a lot better when we've got a natural right back in place. Nothing against. Jordan Bowery, of course, but this system we've got is tailor-made for Kel Gordon, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think we've been saying that for a while, but he's had to bide his time a little bit to get into the team, but hopefully with the performance he put in on Saturday um, will be exactly what he's had, you know, needed to pull out of the bag in order to to keep that space. And I, I think it was good, you know, prior to the match, I was um, pleased to see that because I thought, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say I'm confident because I never am watching Stags, but the fact that we... We're up against a very poor Gillingham side and they, they didn't change my opinion after the 90 minutes either. They are, like Clive said, if they carry on like that, they're going to be in trouble. But we didn't, uh, you know, we, we, we went there for the throat. We went to the, for the kill. And I think by having Gordon out there on the right, we had that, you know, we, we had the attacking uh, options, both left and right, you know, with Macker and Gordon. Um, and that's why we managed to create so many uh, so many chances for me. And obviously Gordon gets his assist. Yeah, and I think, like uh, Martin says uh, in the comments, Clive, we still lack that fox in the box. And for me, I actually slightly disagree because the episode which we've named today, the silencing by uh, by Prince George, George Lapsley, I think he's turning into quite a little tidy player up top. You know, it's almost like he's finding the feet which he had when we first signed him. He's becoming that player again. I think he's back to where he was when he was at his best 18 months ago, to be honest. Um, we... It's, it's tempting to agree about the fox in the box, except we manage, we're managing to score goals without one. Mm. Um, we've, our main striker's injured, and I don't think we're missing him at the moment. In fact, I wonder whether he'd get back in the side once he's just recovered from his injury at the moment. So, our midfield is so good when it's on form, it's another striker. And they prove that by scoring goals. Yeah, I was on the. Uh, I was invited on to Crew Alexandra's podcast, The Railway Men, um, yesterday morning. Just a quick chat with them, and they were asking me about: Are you concerned, Alan, about the fact that you don't have an out-and-out goal scorer? There's someone, you know, someone who's already pulling away from the pack. And I was trying to explain it in in simple terms that it's taken a while for us to come round to it, but actually. When you consider the way we are with our midfield contributing from everywhere, I think we're becoming accustomed to that now. And I think we'll be actually hard pushed to maybe find someone that is going to you know, run away with 20 plus goals. We might be looking at rather than one player on 20 plus goals and the rest on five or six. We might be looking at five or six on 10 or 12. Well, we've said that before, haven't we? Because uh, you get Ollie Clark 
Ollie Clark firing on all cylinders. George Lapsley, now Aikens seems to be doing the business. Now he's playing where he should be playing. And there's one or two others. Hartigan hasn't, uh, you know, contributed a goal yet, I don't think. But I think uh, with his outfield play, he'll be the man to watch, as well as Boateng when he comes back, if he can get in the side. Yeah, I think we've got a bit of a quandary there. We'll come on to those uh, later on. It's a topic of conversation that I've picked up on. Uh, later on, as always, keep your comments coming in. Have your say on your team. I'll do my best to try and squint on the street on the uh, the screen and uh, and read them. Um, Nath, let's go back to talking about George Lapsley. You know, we were a little bit um, questioning of him last season, weren't we? At times when he wasn't quite hitting the form or wasn't getting into the squad, but this season, perhaps he's been the one who's benefited the most from mm. Rizzo's injuries because he's playing in a higher position, just off the striker, a position which. When he first came to us, he was thriving in, and he seems to be doing it again. Gets a goal, wins a penalty, creates a number of great chances against Gillingham, like he did against Doncaster as well. Yeah, for me, in the last few games, he's been the uh, been our real danger man. Um, but what's good is that he can he can drop back into that midfield area when when needed. But um, for me, he's he's making the he makes the most effect when he's further up the pitch, which is um, you know exactly what we need at this time when you are missing. Uh, missing Oaks because the rest of the players are pretty pretty similar in it. Aikens, Bowery and, and Hawkins are the ones that you'd say could go up there. So um it's kind of like 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 someone said earlier, if if um Oates comes back now is is he's he's got a battle on his hands to actually get into the into the starting lineup because uh Laps is more than showing that is uh you know he's capable of doing it. But you also think about it and, as well and you think um if you can get Lapsley, Oates, Aikens well, you know, Boateng, all them players on the pitch at the same time. Where do you fit them in? Yeah, where do you fit them in indeed? I think, uh, well, again, that might be our little rant later on when we come to talking about the, the Pizza Crust Cup when we look at the side for tomorrow. Let's go back to Gillingham um, for a moment. One sort of thing we, we perhaps didn't mention, Clive, was the fact that Christy Pym was relatively unemployed on, uh, on, on Saturday afternoon. I only think he had one real save to make. I don't really think it was a save, really. He just plucked a, a free header out of the air. Yeah, it, it'll go down as a save, but he was never really tested. And I think that's just a testimony to how poor their attacking prowess was. Um, and we, our midfield bossed it anyway. So whatever plans they got to attack, they were forever backpedalling. So I think when the tactics were right, but they are a poor side. And I think Christie could have spent the second half in the changing rooms if he'd wanted to. Yeah, he didn't really have uh, too much uh, to do. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's a good thing as well because we're sort of keeping them quiet. I wasn't overly concerned, Alan, by any sort of thing that they offered at all. I think if I've got one negative other than missing the penalty, which is never stagger your run up and, you know, perhaps change the direction you're going to go from occasion. Um, I think it's the fact that we just didn't score enough goals. We didn't create en enough chances. We look comfortable. But for me, and it was a, a, a routine victory in the end. Yeah, from what uh, Nigel said on his interview, I think uh, that was saying he was quite happy when uh, Steve-O asked him about the, you know, did you shut up shop, you know, when it was 2-0. And he says, well, no, not particularly. We carried on playing, but obviously you want to make sure you, the two goals that you've got stay there and you get your clean sheet. But apparently the penalty... It was, uh, you know, like mid-height and it was easy save, weren't it, from what they were saying and on the eye follow. And also, if you uh, go back to the last match, was it Carlisle? I mean, Latsville's goal apparently should have stood. 
yeah. the outside one. So, you know, it, it's firing on all cylinders and it, it only looks uh, good and uh, very good prospects for the future. Right, let's uh, see if we can dial up Mr. Felt and see whether he's uh, going to answer his phone or not uh, this evening and see whether he, can, uh, whether he can hear us or not. I can uh, hear it ringing in the old headphones. Uh, you, can you guys hear that as yeah. well? Just about. There we go. I bet he doesn't answer. We'll see if he... See if he does. We'll see whether it, what he views he's got on tonight. He'll be watching Alex box set by now, won't he? This is the Vodafone voicemail service for oh seven. La 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 nine one. Please leave a message after the tone. When you finish recording, we'll go round and leave a message. Hello, Cameron. This is Craig Priest calling from the Mansfield Matters podcast. Just wanted to get your opinions on the 2-0 victory away at Gillingham and say that you're a Muppet. Alan Wilson. Where's comments with Cam? At Clive Parkin. Where are you? Where are you? Nathan Edge. What they said. <laughs> there we go. We've left him a message. That's all we can do. He'll pick that up later. Uh, he might not even bother picking that up. And he, he, he might ring us back. Who knows? Anyway. Also, other phone networks are available. Yeah, other phone networks are available. I think I managed to blur out his number. But I, but I don't we'll really, soon find I don't out. I don't really care if I didn't know or not, to be honest. But, you know, but who, who cares? Right. Anyway, shall we get back to talking about all things Mansfield Town? Any comments or questions or opinions you've got on Gillingham or whatever, uh, drop them in the comments and we love to uh, have your say on your team. Um, somebody mentioned it there about the uh, the game in midweek. Carlisle, wasn't it? Um, what a... Weird. What a snooze fest that was, Clive. <laughs> it was not the greatest game, was it? We never got past second gear, did we? Did we get out, did we get out first? <laughs> We're neutral for I'll a lot of it. More I think neutral. that was fair play to them, though, for a lot they of it. They weren't a bad side on the night. They, they did what they needed to do and did it well. Yeah. It was a very sombre game, wasn't it, I, I think? Yeah. It was, it was strange with everything leading up to it. We've got some weird interference. Yeah, I've turned the headphones up so we could hear Cam, so I remember that I left him up so right. you could hear each other. So I've turned him down. You're all right. Carry um, on. So, yeah, no, I just think everything leading up to it, obviously the, uh, you know, remembrance things... It was a very sort of um, somber mood from the beginning, and it never really picked up. And I, you know, partly it was down to the, you know, situation, but I think partly it was also down just to the to the football. It was it was a classic nil nil, wasn't it? In yeah. a sense. I think the highlight were the doves. Yeah. Well, yeah. One of the, did, did, I wonder if there was a like anyone behind the stand or anything with a net trying to get them back. <laughs> no, they are homing doves. Oh, okay. Did you did some investigation, did you? Into no, I was stood next to Paul Brown, oh, who, who bought them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was funeral director. The uh, Paul sorted it out. He was getting a bit concerned before the match, you know, whether they were going to escape or not. But he says, if they do drop anything on you, put the lottery on the next day because they're very lucky. Well, there you go. There you <laughs> but go. Did, I didn't have anything drop on me, but <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. Well, I've not heard of any lottery winners from Ram Mansfield, no. so... Uh, so there you go. I don't know. May, may, may have dropped on George Lapsley for his up, upturning form, you know. Oh, yeah, could yeah, be the reason. Let's yeah. go in dressing room. Yeah, yeah. I all. Anyway, can I just comment on the missed penalty? It wasn't the best penalty in the world. Uh, keep a guess right, and it wasn't one of those that yeah. would beat him guessing right. But I'll forgive him that because the goal he scored was a work of art. Mm. An absolute work of art. It was subtle. It was um, imaginative. And nobody expected him to do it. And the goalkeeper was nowhere. Mm. Are we starting to get the best out of Lucas Aikens now, Nate? It's getting, we're getting there, I think. Uh, exactly like Alan said, it's, 
it's no surprise. He's, he's playing in his favoured position for the what seems like the first time for us, really, since he joined. Most of the time, he's been here, there, and everywhere. But um, and that's why sometimes, although he can be a, can be frustrating for supporters, you've got to give him a bit of a benefit of doubt when he's being played out of position. But this is where you know he's been put into his favoured place. Um, so you, you you want to see a bit more from him, and thankfully he's. He is delivering when when we need him to as well. Let's not forget. Yeah, I think someone mentioned it earlier about Reese potentially not getting back in, and it's interesting because the way we set up at the moment with the you know the three at the back and getting the wing backs forward and getting contributing balls in from midfield, Alan, it very much suits Lucas Aiken's style of player. Someone who's big, physical, can hold it up. You know, the goal he scored, like Clive says, was a bit of a work of art. A nice little touch to turn it in. That's one. Of, I think the second one like that is scored uh, this season and I think actually him in that position not only suits him really well but it suits the midfield really well it suits George Lapsley really well like we've said as well and I think you're right whoever said it Reese Oates could find it quite difficult to get back in and I think actually our style as a result of that would have to change again well if you revert back to when we did the match uh, last season Craig against Newport he played up front then and we both said then exactly the same comment about that's where he needs to play because he's so good at holding the ball up. He's very physical. doesn't matter whether the other side's really physical because he can put it about. And he's just proven that, you know, he can do that. And each game he plays, the confidence that he gets, you know, with the crowd not on his back and supporting him, I think he'll only get a few more goals. I think what he needs, Nate, is some form of Nathan Edge-style comment. Well, you know, I've, I've worked really hard on obviously on McLaughlin first, and then been working hard on on Clark. So I'm just, uh, you know, just I'm, I'm deciding who's next, really. Yeah, the, you know, I'm. I don't want to use all my talents up in one go. So uh, we'll we'll see who I'll save it for. There'll be someone, don't worry. You can only handle so much embarrassment. That's what you're saying. I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> Resource has been underperforming this season. Play <laughs> until then he got injured, so you know he's he's the one. He's I mean, took uh, just to go back to George Lapsley. He was injured for a while, wasn't he? Yeah. And it, you know he was in and out of the side, but now he's had that run. You know, and it was the same with Oates. Oates got injured, and he didn't seem to be the player that he was before. You know, with all the goals he scored, and it might be the same for George. You know, getting that bit of confidence, running the side, playing something back to his best, and it might be that he prefers that position. I think there's something else, though, there with that. I think we've said it time and time again over the years that we've been doing this podcast. Certain players perform better in certain positions and certain formations. Kellen Gordon, right right back, nowhere near it. Right wing back, excellent, or right midfield, excellent. You look at um, players like Lucas Aikens. If he was playing in the in the formation we were last year, wasn't anywhere near it. Wasn't performing. Playing in this this one, we're doing really really well. George Lapsley is another one. Last season when he came back from his injury, we were playing with the three midfielders and almost you know a front three at times, and he just was lost because he was either on the right hand side of that that three or the left hand side. He wasn't given that room in between the lines to break teams down to get the niggly little runs and passes and flicks that George Lapsley does. And again, I think it's taken a little bit of time. And I still don't think we're anywhere near as good as where we can be with this particular system. But it's another tick box for Nigel Clough in terms of the mentality to change it because players like George Lapsley are thriving from it. And I think you've got to hold your hands up and say, you know, it didn't look great at the start away from home. 
but it's slowly starting to get there now with the personnel that he's choosing. And it's like uh, we say, we don't see them day in, day out, do we, on the training field? You get everybody who comes on to do the interview saying, oh, we practice this, we practice that in the training. And it's probably coming to fruition now that it's actually hitting the straps when they get out on the field. Mm. Uh, Clive, what's your take on uh, the formation and the, the the way it suits, in particular, personnel? I think, like Alan said there, Lapsley is a prime example of it. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying for a long time that, the apart from the goalkeeper, the next names on our team sheet should always be that midfield trio of uh, Maris, Clark Absolutely. and Lapsley. Oh, yeah. and, um, and if they're fit... And they haven't lost form. And at the moment, they're, they're both fit and on in form. The last place Lapsley ever wants to be is on the bench. And I think that's given him the confidence now. He's had two or three games where he's been allowed to show what he can do. And we're all benefiting from that. It may well have been brought about through necessity rather than through choice. Mm. Um, but I think sometimes that's not a bad thing. It's forced the gaffer's hand a bit, I think. Yeah, I think, Nathan, one... Um, player who perhaps it's having the opposite effect on at the minute is obviously not getting much game time. He'll get a game on Tuesday night at uh, Grimsby. Is that of the experienced Stephen Quinn last season? The way we played with the diamond and with and the, with the three midfield, him and McLaughlin on the left hand side, it really did suit him. But whenever he comes into the midfield at the minute that we've got playing, you know the the five doesn't tend to suit him. He gets a little bit lost in there and. Uh, I feel this season that we are even early doors starting to see that Stephen Quinn is no longer in that category of a regular starter every week and he's almost gone to a, a fringe player. Um, to a certain extent, I mean, it's still early on in the season, so um, I, I don't think Quinn's the sort of player you can you can write off yet. I still think he'll play a you know a big part in the season, but like Nigel Clough was saying, he's probably going to be you're probably not going to see him play week week in week out, which is what's happening currently. Um, you know, make, you know, mainly down to his to his age more than anything. Um, the system might not be helping that, but I do I do think um, he's still one a, a good enough player to you know, to to really do something. I think it was the um, the Carlisle game where there was a point in the second half where we were really struggling to to keep the ball, uh, you know, retain the possession. And it was for me at that point I was thinking, you know, what, when you looked at the bench, which was quite quite weak actually if i remember uh correctly for that one mm. um i thought quinn's a man to come on at the moment and get his foot on the ball uh and try and sort of uh dictate the midfield a little bit more so i think he can play a different role to what a lot of players do but i think he might be like you say in a sense more more off the bench kind of player and to, to do to do a job as, as such yeah absolutely keep your comments coming in any comments questions or opinions on all things Mansfield Town. doesn't necessarily have to be about uh, Carlisle or Gillingham. It can be about absolutely anything Stags-related. Get it involved. Uh, get involved now. Uh, John says, time will show what a force we can be. And Callum says, four podcasters sat in Craig's house. This feels very 2019. <laughs> uh, it does as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a shit show that was. Um, great game uh, on Saturday. And most importantly, two away wins on the bounce. Great to see Hartigan starting to settle in. What a ball to Lapsley. Well, I think it's about prime time, um, Alan, that we started talking about uh, Hartigan because I've got uh, something jotted down on my notebook here just to show that it's not always uh, made up on the spot. I do have little talking points. Um, one of the one of which this week is um, Hartigan versus a fit Boateng. So in pre-season, obviously, we had no notion of Anthony Hartigan being a, a Mansfield Town player. 
And Hiram Boateng obviously came in, star sign of the summer, had a really good, impressive pre-season. Started the season and then, of course, picked up an injury. Even with him injured, we didn't necessarily need another midfielder to come in. Hartigan becomes available, then we, we bring him in on a, a long deal as well. And we're thinking, where's he going to fit in? And as Boateng's starting to get his fitness back and um, will no doubt by the end of the month start knocking on Nigel Clough's door, it does bring a quandary. Who do you start? Because they're two similar players. We've seen them play together a couple of times and I don't think they complement each other very well. I think you've got to play one or the other. But who do you choose? Hartigan or Boateng? Because I think for me, Hartigan has really come in and grabbed that place in the team. Well, at the moment, it's Hartigan's place to lose, I would imagine, whether Boateng is fit or not. It's like, you know, one or two others players. But uh, Kellen Gordon's been given a chance. Now, you know, he took his chance, apparently, on Saturday through the sound of the eye follow and everything else. They said he'd had a good game. And, you know, I think Hartigan comes into that category as well. But I just hope that when you say that, the, you know, one player or the other, I hope it won't be the England scenario of Lampard, and uh, Gerard, Gerard, that can't play together, mm. you know, because it that that might cause a problem. But I mean, that's yet to be seen. We we don't know about that. But Artigans, it's his place to lose, and who knows? He might uh, have a good uh, foil with Boateng at the side of him. Who knows? It's a tough quandary for Nigel Clough, Clive, because I think you know every time I've seen Hartigan play, I've been very, very impressed impressed with him. It's easy if you adopt the mantra of "Don't change a winning side." <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's very true. You know, something has to happen for a player that's not been playing to come into the side. You can't, you can't uh, pre-select somebody just because they've recovered from illness. They've got they've still got to prove themselves. Mm. Um, it's a shame in a way he's not fit enough to, to play on Tuesday, really, because uh, we need to see him play again. I think I didn't. I've not seen enough of him, Boateng, to be to, to give a judgment on it. Really, you're right. He, he seemed to shine in the pre-season, but we weren't playing any real quality in pre-season. Um, uh, and I think uh, my jury is still out, as it is on Hartingham, if it comes to that. In fact, I mentioned to you at, uh, at the game on Saturday, I didn't realise he was playing because he, whatever he was doing, he was doing it quietly and efficiently. Mm. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, absolutely. I mean, you knew he was playing once he put that ball through for, for oh, Lapslow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if he's capable, if he can do the simple things quietly then and then pull out a pass like that to get us a goal, that's all you want really, isn't it? But that's yeah. the type of player he is, Alan. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but Coming back to Boateng, they, whenever you saw Exeter, I mean, from years and years ago, two things I always thought about Exeter City, Christy Pym and Boateng, Hiram Boateng. And they stuck in my mind because they always played well, always played well. And it was not to say that, you know, eventually when he gets fit and if somebody does drop out of form, you know, and he puts him in or there's an injury or for whatever. And like I say, like Clive said, it's a shame if he's not fit, he couldn't play Tuesday night because, you know, there will be a mix-up in the team, obviously. But uh, we'll just have to see. It'll be an interesting one. We, um, in a sense, we it needs to be a similar approach from Clough like it's been with Lapsley. And for a long, long time, you sort of ourselves and, and other supporters are like, how is Lapsley on the bench when you know what, what quality he's got? Well, I think it might have to be the same a little bit with Boateng because uh, you know, the players in front of him, if they're doing their job, Boateng's going to have to be patient like Lapsley was to, to bide his time. But then once the opportunity comes, I mean, what, what a great scenario to have if you've got two players like that competing for, for positions. You know, you, yes, you, you worry about uh, players getting upset about you know, not playing, etc., not getting the minutes. But 
a good manager can can handle that situation. And I think hopefully Nigel Clough's you know got that side of his you know man management sorted. So if that's the case, to have a, a strong squad to you know really uh, compete at the toppest level, then you you got to have players like that you know waiting to come on and, and do the business when they get the chance. Are you worried, Clive, about the fact that we have got so many options in midfield, and when they are all fit, you're looking at Ollie Clark, George Maris. Stephen Quinn, George Lapsley, Anthony Hartigan, Hiram Boateng, Kieran Wallace, Jason Law, uh, potentially John Joe O'Toole to sit in there as well. I might have missed someone out. Eight or nine players vying for essentially two or three places in midfield. I think you can forget about John Joe playing in midfield. Mm. Um, and Wallace, I'm not sure, is good enough. I think he's, he's, he's physical, um, but I've not seen enough of him to do him particularly well to get him off the bench in my world. So I don't think the three that we've spoken about, plus Quinn, have an awful lot to worry about if they're all fit. Alan? Well, I just just think if you've uh, got the players who we've got playing now and the others are sat on the bench, take Quinn, for instance. What a player to have in and around it. You know, to me, you know how he is at the end of the game. is just the ideal scenario to come on for the last 10, 15 minutes, you know, because of his age. But who's to say that if he has a good game and somebody drops that, you know, it doesn't drop him in in front of Macker again. Mm. You know, it's just a quandary to have. And it's, it's good for Nigel to have these quandaries because before, you know, like we had the bad run last year, you know, me and you could have played. Well, that's it's also, you know, it's we that. did one game, didn't we? Remember? <laughs> it's a great partnership that was. To, uh, to recognise having spare quality is not a bad thing when you get someone who takes a, a booking as had happened on Saturday. You know, we were, we were on top of the game. We were two goals up. We had a player got booked. You don't want to lose him for longer than necessary. We had the opportunity to bring Perch on. Mm-hmm. So, again, another great player to have on your bench. He's at the end of his career. We know that. But he's still got quality. Perhaps hasn't got the legs he once had. Um, and I think that's true now of, of Quinn. And I, yeah. I think, you know, we, we'll have seen the best of O'Toole by the time of end, his contract comes to an end as well. So we do have to make room for younger players. And that does mean that your bench tends to have some seasoned players on it. It bodes well, though, for our little rant, though, doesn't it, later on, Nathan, about having strength in depth to give something a, a real, real go. We'll come on to that and get anger out of your system in a while because there's a comment which has come in and we've not had a chance to speak to you yet about it. I had a little chat with Cam about it the other day on Friday and we did our little lunchtime episode. Um, but Richard says, delighted Clark has signed a new contract. Really thought he was on his way out last season, uh, but uh, but shown a commitment and desire to earn his place in the side. Now, as an Ollie Clark's mega fan, Nathan Edge, you must have been delighted. You must have been out of your seat. The top must have been off. You must have been dancing naked in the hot tub. You must have been delighted to see him sign a new deal. Well, you know, I was, I'm just keep checking my bank balance because I'm sure my, uh, you know, my feel come through for that reverse psychology I performed on him. You know, I'm, you know, I got a cough, put me up to that task, so I'm, you know, just waiting for the money. But keep telling yourself, <laughs> we, um, the, the streets of Mansfield Matters will never forget that Nathan Edge wanted to throw Ollie Clark <laughs> off a cliff. I mean, the, the, and you didn't even hesitate when the, you said it. No, I mean, the, the true thing is, is, someone said, "Should he be dropped?" And I said, "Yes, off a cliff." So it's not being thrown, it's being dropped. It's a bit Same principle. Whatever. But anyway, um, you but, wanted to get, you wanted to chuck the captain of this football club off a cliff. I still don't even know if he should be captain. But anyway, to be fair, this uh, he's, he's had a good four, four or five games now since he's come in. 
Um, and maybe maybe like you guys are saying, it's sometimes the system we're playing and, and who he's with, where we're seeing the best out of him. Cause it's a little bit like uh, last year where we was getting a lot of our good sort of results, wasn't it? Um, you know, when we went in for fun, really, uh, once we got past that bad losing streak, and he was a part of that. Um, so, you know, fair, fair play to him. Is, if we're saying fair play to Lapsley for, you know, getting his way back into the team, you know, Clark's done the same and actually he's not been too bad. So as, as long as he can keep it up, I'm happy to eat humble pie. If not, we'll just take a trip to the cliff again. It's all good. We'll revisit the reverse psychology. Um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised to see the, the, the announcement at this, well, certainly this stage of the season as well. But, um, you know, he is a, he is a lad if you remember at Bristol Rose. He stayed there for a long time. I think he, he does sort of, he, do, he does commit to the course. So, um, and he that's never a bad thing. Signing, wasn't he? He did sign, didn't oh, he? Because he would have been out of yeah. co- contract. Yeah. He did sign. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, can I just explain to our audience that these rants don't happen by mistake. They're carefully planned and choreographed by, by Craig. In fact, what most people don't realise is just how much work Craig does to make this podcast happen. People look at it and think, it's just, just turn up in his spare room and blast it out, and there it goes. There's an awful lot of effort goes into this, Craig. I'm giving you credit for that. Thank you. And in fact, you know, it's not just me. But I can feel, a, I feel like there's a book coming here. Well, there isn't a book. <laughs> what there is, is the four of us appreciate what you do. And in, to, as a recognition of that, I don't quite know where this is going. Recognition so. that I'd like Alan to no, give you that. No, you've not. If the size isn't right, you can certainly change it. Well done, Craig. I'll go on a diet. Yeah, Guys, excellent. Why? Oh, shut him up, isn't it? I know. Thank God for that. I mean, you should have saved it for the checker trade. Uh, <laughs> but well, you like that run. <laughs> Uh, for those that can't see, I'll hold it up to the camera. They've purchased me the away shirt. Guys, I really appreciate that. Thanks so much. That's... Really thought we were going to turn up tonight with you wearing it already. To be fair, if you were in two weeks' time, y- yeah, in two weeks' time, I probably would have been because it's payday in two weeks' time. <laughs> no, small is spot on. I mean, I know I've had a few... Um, Nando's and McDonald's, but uh... well, we had uh, good authority in picking the size. We were going to go one higher, but a certain young lady who works in the office says, "No, I think you ought to have such and such a size," and we took uh, advice. Well, well, we'll wait and see, won't we? You <laughs> might, you might backfire on her, but well, no. you, you will be able to change it. Not a problem. Do genuinely appreciate that. I don't want to go down uh, ridiculous uh, roads, but um, the last year, last probably what. What are we in now? August last eight months has been shit this year. So being able to do this and speak to you guys every week has been uh, a saviour. So I actually do genuinely appreciate that. Right? Can we have a rant about? We're, we're also halfway through yes, September, certainly. just to let you know. Are we? Can we have a rant <laughs> about the quality of the uh, replica shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, we can. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the badge just peel off apparently. But I go. like this one. Yeah, it does. Look, I love the badge, but it does look good. yeah, we'll see if it does. It come even on. makes Nathan look slim, so it's doing a job. It's magic. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. I can't, can't wait for mine, then. <laughs> this is where people are at home saying, well, the camera doesn't tell you that. <laughs> the camera adds pounds, mate. So you should, I know, uh, I must have at least 10 hours right now. Well, That makes sense, 10 pounds. Yeah. Well, there you go. I've, I've genuinely lost. Where You said I hold this show yeah, together really well. well. I've, you've stumped me. So <laughs> where's Cam when you need him? <laughs> it was about uh, Ollie Clark, and I think it's been a big boost of his confidence yes. for Ollie Clark to be playing as well as captain to be holding the side together, playing as well as he used to play, you know, in the run that we had. I tell you what, I'm going, stop, I'm going to stop you mid. Uh, I don't know, I feel like this. I feel like I'm bugging everybody to go and sort of fit on that. So, uh, oh. I'm going to leave it there. 
I'm going to go and try it off. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're going to take your shirt off then. No, 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 Thank no, God no, for no, that. No, no, Dear me. Just yeah, waiting for that, that just viewing figure. It was a big boost, Craig, for uh, Ollie Clark to be, you know, carried on. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Well, I'll bring Clive and Nathan in. That's not a problem. No, we're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> if he does uh, better, we'll get him the full kit, shall we? Have him? <laughs> I just think that it was a really good uh, boost for his confidence, same as uh, I said before, because he has been playing well. I think, it, personally, I think he deserves the captaincy because it's brought him on. He's a 100% player, and it's a big boost to be offered because he's obviously been talking to Nigel, and Nigel's had a word with him, obviously, to say, you know, about this contract. He's got it signed and sealed, and let's hope it comes to fruition that he carries on for the next two years playing as, as he is now. What do you think, Clive? I think he's got better. I think he's got better because I think Clough has started to respect him more. And that's why he's got this new contract, based on performance. And I think uh, he's one of those players that has to be 100% to be effective. And he is 100% at the moment. He goes in. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. Sweet, sweet, slow. He goes in for tackles that, that other players might have shirt. It fits. Um, whoever it was says small. And how come them seams on the side are just splitting a little bit? What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> is that just a shirt? That's how it is. <laughs> we basically said that Ollie Clark is uh, it's confidence. It's given him a big boost in his confidence, and he deserves his contract. And I obviously agreed. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you sat there and were very complimentary about it. Absolutely. Shall we move on? Yes. Yeah. Um, can I have a? Can I make a, a little word about Mr. Hewitt? Yes, because yes, I think he do. he's a quiet star at the moment. I think his 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 work rate is is great, and he's making very very few errors. And I know he was a bit error prone earlier in, in his time with us, but he seems to have stamped that out now. And some of his driving work is really good. He makes he makes yardage in a way that you need him to at times. So I think you know uh, he's going to be vying for man of the match on more occasions than we would have ever expected him to do, to do. Nowhere near this time because we've got two cra cracking man of the match candidates. The one that won it won it right, and I, if he hadn't missed the penalty, Lucas might have been my choice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Hewitt, what you said about Hewitt is spot. He's one of those players, isn't he? That sort of came in early doors, sort of struggled. Clough completely threw him under the bus with his comment about more than once. <laughs> more than once. He still does on occasion. Yeah, but he also praised him as well. But again, he's another one that you know when he's not in the side, you sort of. It looks as though he can rely on him, though, because I mean, with Perch being out, it could have bought O'Toole back. Well, he's, it he's could have bought, you know, he's even out, exactly. He? You know, so it's a it's a tick in the box for Mister Hewitt. And apparently, you'll talk to any of the people who actually play with him in the team, and he is the fittest bloke in the team. Yeah, and that he really is. is. Well, if he carries on like that, he can't drop him. Um, I mean, he can, but he shouldn't. I mean, we don't want Aikens back there again, do we? Let's let's be clear. We want Mr. Aikens where he's doing particularly well and leave for Hewitt alone because he's doing all right. In fact, I'm more confident now than we've had, I've had for a long time in our defensive lineup because I think they've, they've because Faz has gone. Well, yes, yes, it is. Faz scored in League One last week, um, <laughs> but we. Um, the, the, <laughs> so did Ali Palmer on the occasion. So you know, anything can happen in that league. Clearly, things, yeah. 
<laughs> so what we've got is uh, is a, um, a group of players that are starting to work as a as a group rather than as individual players. And I think the midfield does that anyway. And we've had these we've had this porosity in the back line. Porosity that, is that a bell ring? <laughs> It can be. Anything that ends in itty, no, basically. It's not it's not one, <laughs> yeah. Poor Austin means there's holes in it. it uh, we've had uh, gaps in our defensive lineup, which has been embarrassing at times. We seem to have stamped that out a little bit. Fingers across while I'm saying this, by the way. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, apologies, by the way. I forgot to switch my microphone back on, but it's, uh, back, it's all back up and working now. So there you go. <laughs> See, Clive was saying about the professionalism of this show. That went out of the window very quickly. Yeah, can, can we have it back, please? Yeah. <laughs> He's left tags on so we can get a refund. I, no, I haven't actually. I haven't taken Damn them it. off. You made, me, you made me think that if I had taken them off or not, no, I have taken them off. So, yeah, unfortunately, you can't have it. Right, we, is it rant time, Mr. Edge? Yeah, well, go on then. I mean, I, I'm not in a... I don't think there's anything too much to rant about. It's not, is it? Oh, not, not now. to rant about, Craig. Go on. Gillingham. Got to get a go. What a shithole. Yes, it was, yes. Oh, family show. Yeah. Do you mean it's not a very nice place? No, it's a shithole. <laughs> the, uh, the, the reality is Gillingham is, is, a, is a non-place. It hasn't got a town centre at all. No. The club is up in the middle of the Gorbals area of the town. There's nowhere to park. We had to walk a mile and a half to the coach after the game, the uh, there are no quality shops, no quality eateries, or anything around it. You didn't enjoy your chips then. They, the <laughs> steward in sent us around the ground twice to let us in. Yeah, sounds and, like uh, Salford. This. No, it, and all right. Once we're in the ground itself is okay, apart from that open stand which they're not using at the moment. Let's not forget the house we walked past, where somebody had clearly been pushed out the upstairs front yeah. bedroom window. <laughs> there was glass all over the road, and the upstairs front window had gone. Yeah, so whatever happened, it's come out. Yeah, <laughs> somebody had been thrown out of that window. To be fair, so it was, and there was it, a smell of weed. And if I can, uh, if I can give it a description, um, Gillingham is basically Grimsby with less furniture and dog shit. So there you go. Uh, right, let's move on and talk all things Grimsby. Ironically, because uh, we're making a trip there tomorrow night, Nathan. The first of two trips this season. This one being the. Stuff Crust Cup or the Papa John's Trophy to give it its proper, proper name. Second of the three group games. And Nigel Clough again saying, you know, all seven subs will start. Kellen Gordon will, will start as well. And then the rest will be um, whoever's uh, available. But even on paper, with three question marks in positions where we're not quite sure yet, because uh, you've got Flinders, Gordon, O'Toole, Perch, Bowery, Wallace, Quinn and Gale, who will all start judging on Clough's comments. That is still a very strong side on paper, isn't it, Nath? Yeah, well, it's like we've been saying, you know, if when when the majority are fit, which we've got a couple of players coming back, or I've just come back now, um, you look at the bench and most of the time it is, it is looking very strong. So, um, and, and I think another benefit for, I mean, obviously we're in a minority about the Papa John's trophy. You normally get yeah. some teams that put kids out. And a lot of people would say that's what you want to use it for. Um, yeah, so but we're a bit different. We want us to, succeed in that a little bit um but the good thing is a lot of our young youngsters are, are out on loan so they can't they can't go into it so we kind of got no choice in a sense to play these players but i think it's i think we should be doing that anyway so it's a bit like uh we against the man city on the 21s we were i think we were told or it was expected to see a very youthful side but actually it was still still a strong team um and i think that was an important win if we actually do want to progress because i think uh you know they they you know that's probably the hardest team Arguably in the in the, in our group, so um, but I'll be hopefully we can go on and uh, 
basically secure our place for you know the, the knockout stages or whatever they call it. Well, were you saying, Craig, that if we get a result on, at Blundell Park, then we're through anyway? Yes, because mm. if we win, we'll whatever have six we do points. against Derby, we're through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're on a bit of a run, aren't they? Grimsby. Grimsby. Yeah. Started very well. I don't well. know what sort of team they'll play. Obviously, whether yeah. they've got quite a few kids or whatever, youngsters, youth team, whatever. But uh, I do believe they, because I think they they're not far behind us, and they've got a game in hand on us as well. So mm-hmm. they can't be doing too bad. I think the other the only thing I would say, Alan, is I think our squad strength is better than theirs, yeah. and therefore when we've got this opportunity to play yeah. bench players, they'll be good bench players. Unlike a lot of teams, that will throw after through necessity, we'll have to throw youngsters in. Yeah. So I don't I don't see them wanting to put their best eleven out because that's a dangerous thing to do. We don't need to put our best eleven out. It'll be a very competitive eleven. Yeah. Was it? Did we speak last time before they played Manchester? There's there's a certain amount of players you've got to have in the team, isn't they? Is that correct? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's out it of the squad. Is is it five or seven or out of the squad? Something like that. I don't think it's a set number now. I think it's oh, a percentage. Right. Um, but I think by I know they've got to play by, so many. By basically starting all the subs, you tick that yeah. criteria anyway. But you know, you look at the bench we had on Saturday. Flinders, Perch, O'Toole, Bowery, Wallace, Quinn and Gale. That's a strong bench anyway. Gale is a very, you know, he's, he's young, but he's a very good player. He's and, capable. Yeah, he's very capable. Um, you know, all of those players... Do you think Swan in, will be able to play on, to, on tomorrow night? If he's fit. If he's yeah. fit. That's yeah. what he said. He yeah. said Swan he'd play. Yeah, if he's, if he's, if fit. he's fit. So, you know, you, you add him into the mix as well. That's an e- even better one. And then you, you're probably looking at... You know, just somebody to come and sit in midfield. You're probably going to play Hartigan, aren't you, in there? Yeah, he said probably 45 minutes yeah. each, you know, whoever the yeah. others he chooses. I, I suppose yeah. depending on how the game is going. Because there's, again, with the substitutions that you've got available to you now, it's, it's a lot easier to manage this competition this season, Nathan. I mean, we're talking about the younger players there. What we've done this year, like you said, he's sent a lot of those younger players out. Oh, Mason's gone out on loan now as we said he would do. I think if Jason Law was fit, he might get a game in this, but I don't yeah. think he's quite ready yet. He'd have probably also gone out on loan at, at some point. So we are just giving players who need minutes um, a game. And I think actually the further we've progressed in this competition, actually what it does do for you, probably until February time, if you if you really progress, it gives you a reserve game, in yeah. inverted <laughs> commas, every two or three weeks. Yeah, and you, you need, you know, it's been missed a lot, hasn't it? Especially when you've got a... I mean, I don't think we haven't got necessarily a massive squad. We've got a, a squad of, you know, decent quality, which is what you probably prefer. But those players still need minutes, and especially at the moment when we are, when we're doing well, um, and there's not going to be that many changes each each week in week out. Uh, you want those players to get on and have a semi-competitive match, really, isn't it? So, um, for in that in for for that instance, for, especially for us when we've got players chomping at the bit on the on the bench uh, it's a good opportunity for them to get out there and uh you know put their put their abilities in the manager's fort so yeah um we've, we've always said aren't you craig, aren't we, craig? But you and i we'd we'd like to see us progress to the yeah. final for us in this it's it's extra money gets That's opportunities right. for other players and winning winning matches you know it's confidence that goes into the into the league as well so um yeah well i, I hope we do well yeah, I think that's the bounce that you want as well, isn't it? You know, it's, no matter what competition it is, you just want to win games and, you know, try and progress. And the prize money's there and it, it does. It, there's no negative for me for the club, especially when you've got the squad with the size and the talent we have. That's the key thing. This time last year, 
you know, it was obvious that we didn't have it, but we've got it now. We need to make sure this is an ideal platform to make sure the players that aren't getting minutes that are coming back are going to get minutes. And winning brings confidence. Yeah. And it can only it can only be a matter of confidence. Plus, if you got right through to the final, how would the bank balance look? It'd look a lot healthier. Well, for us fans, it probably won't when you've got to go to Wembley, but, you know. Well, look at the, what it did for Sutton United last yeah. year. You know, yeah. they lost one of their big players in, in the summer, but the money they accumulated through that sale and through progressing to the final has got them an equally good player in, I think, albeit on loan, but they've managed to then use that money in other areas, implementing it in the ground and things like that as well. So, for a club, it, it stands you in It's stairs, certainly so. not to be sniffed at. I, yeah. I guess if we got through and won the final, it would be the money for Bishop Street Development, wouldn't it? Well... And I mean, we, we do sing now about winning the, the Rovers Cup all that time, and it's, it's the same cup, so... Yeah, exactly. It's just a very different name, that's so... Well, I don't, that's what I don't get Stanks <laughs> fans like, well, we, we, sometimes... Don't associate this with that. Well, it is exactly. It the is same the same cup. Yeah, I know it's format. been changed. You yeah. know, and that's what main people's problems mainly is. Yeah. But but still, you I know, think people have a problem genuinely with it being a group stage as well. But actually, I don't mind that because it gives you three guaranteed reserve games. games. Yeah. The only issue I have is the fact that it starts early. For me, it probably shouldn't start until September, um, because you know your August is always packed with games with the league with the Carabao Cup then you've got this in there as well you always get a Tuesday nighter in there as well so they're probably thinking the FA Cup coming in as well exactly. so that starts November yeah. don't it I think it's the under 21s as well that bothers a lot of people like with yeah. basically Premier League um, you know pushing them into it it's a bit yeah some say it's a bit insulting to the uh, you know to, to League 1 and League 2 really but, in, but for me uh, you also have the flip side of the argument a lot of people say that Young English players should get the opportunity to, to play more competitive games, etc. So it's it's good for the national development from from that point of view. So I I don't mind. I, I think uh, just whatever you just it's it's the competition's there. You got it in front of you. Why not compete in it? Exactly, and that is what we will go out and do on uh, Tuesday night, tomorrow night. And talking of that, we bring ourselves nicely to podcast predictions now. Of course, because it's the Papa John's Trophy. If you draw, you don't just draw. You have to battle it out. For a bonus point. Um, so, in true podcast prediction style, there is an opportunity to win a bonus point. So, we'll have your normal predictions, please. But if you select draw, you must then tell me whether it will be Mansfield or Grimsby that win on penalties. And then if you get that correct, you get an extra bonus point. Nice and simple for you, Nate. Just about. Right. Hit me with it. Then. I'm going to go Grimsby 1, Mansfield Town 3. Okay, so, a 3-1 win, yeah. And the first goal... Please. We'll be on 16. 16 wins. Okay, Clive, you're up next. Uh, Grimsby nil, Mansfield 1. 77th minute. Ooh, okay. Uh, Mr. Wilson. I'm same as uh, Nathan. Mansfield Town will win 3-1. Now fancy 20 minutes. Okay, 20 minutes. Do I go for a draw just to, you know, with the drama? <laughs> just to make you see your bonus. <laughs> just to make you see the whole bonus yeah. point. That, that whole, yeah, that you've made up and no one's took advantage of yet. Yeah, nobody did last time either, to be fair. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back us for a win there, to be fair. Um, I think it'll be quite tight. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. And I think the first goal will come in the 41st 
minute. I'll go to it on Saturday when I saw it was 17 minutes. I was willing that extra clock to just <laughs> tick over. Oh, so I'd got 18 minutes. I think I've got the score right, though. Shall well, I put 2 now? Who, so. who knows? We'll, we'll find out at the end of the month, won't we? When we have the latest uh, round of podcast yeah. predictions catch up. Uh, and again, a massive shout out to, uh, to Ben, who's doing all the maths for us uh, this season. Much appreciated. So no one could get in the comments and say, well, Craig's rigging the maths or Craig's shit at maths. So yeah. Well, I still think you slipped him a fire if you're top of the league. That's... Somewhere going on there. Are we, are we predicting the crew game while we're at it? Oh, oh we got a midweek show. Uh, yeah, all right then. Let's, yeah, let's, whilst, yeah, whilst we're here. We don't usually do it, but yeah, well, all right, why not? Um, shall we? Depends if we've got a midweek show. Do we know? Yeah. Uh, well, if we don't do a midweek show, we can, do them in the chat we anyway, can still we? do in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll leave it until after the game. We don't want to tempt. We've not done it. We've not done two at once yet this season. Let's not mess up yeah, the good form we're in, you know. Let's not, mess, yeah, let's, let's not do <laughs> Someone's superstitious. Where's the clip? Yeah, superstitious. <laughs> yeah. I know. Imagine. But you see, by the way, I'm glad Clam's not. I'm disappointed Clam's not on tonight because we're definitely now so good glad. to him. Because <laughs> on Twitter, he saw that Mr. Rawson had scored a goal and he said, Can we play the music? No, we can't. What on earth is he even on about? Rawson back. Behave yourself. Absolutely behave yourself. Right, if you want to get involved in podcast <laughs> predictions, the link is in the description. You must do what, Mr. Edge? You must submit it by via the link one hour and one minute before kickoff. Thank you very much. Right, let's turn our attention from uh, the men's game to the ladies' game for a moment. Mr. Wilson, you were there yesterday. Yes. Um, talk, us, uh, talk us through it. What was the... Uh... Very, very strange, I found it. Because you can have... I didn't know until the second half, you can have rolling subs. Oh, Notts County. We went one nil up. The Mansell girls went one. Mansell ladies went one nil up. Very good goal, number ten. Uh, they scored an equaliser, but before then, their top player that I would call her came off. You'd thought she'd been, you know, shot out at crowd be a sniper. She was crawling, you know. She they dragged her off. Second half, before she's running up and down the line, you know, with subs vest on. And she came on and scored two cracking goals. Now, I don't know how that works, but they could, I stopped doing the subs in end because of that many people coming on that had already played. But it ended up 4-2. It was a reasonable game, a reasonable standard, and there were 452 there, which Alan Woodfill was over the moon at. Yeah, and they right. bought 96. He would be delighted with that. I mean, obviously, <laughs> what happened in the summer with the... The women's Euros never been naive. It was bound to have some sort of knock-on effect. I just hope that for the rest of the fixtures for ladies, I quite like for us to go down to, to one game. I just couldn't personally get yesterday. We had mm. other things, other things on. But uh, I hope this season that they don't just chuck all the games at the RH, where it's not a very inviting place to to go and watch games. It's a lovely facility, but that's the one thing which is lacking uh, at it for me. It's not that inviting to go and watch, especially in the the winter time. Hmm. But it's not a surprise, is it, that it's had a little bit of a, a knock on effect and that people do want to go and watch Mansfield ladies. Yeah, why not you know, why not? It's your still your lo- your local club exactly. and et cetera. And if they can get some of the big get bigger games, so you know, against Notts County like they did and Chesterfield and maybe a few other sort of local games, uh, if they can get them on at at the one call without it obviously interfering too much with the, the men's you know fixtures and obviously the pitch etc then 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 why not because it's uh you know it's a great opportunity for people to get down and, and watch more football so um and obviously they, they work they work equally as hard as the, the men so they, they deserve to get some some people into to watch them so you know, that's, that's that's good news i'm just wondering though uh, i mean you said the their star player went down shot like they've been shot uh yeah. you know, what was the name 
Danielle Rose, Dan- Danny Rose, or anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know you used to do that. I mean, still, still bring him home, but no, no, no. Okay, I just wanted to just double One check. One thing I will say, though, you know, when I announced the crowd, and I announced obviously we're 450 with a following of 96 from Notts County, 452 total. All the Mansfield Town management team turned around and clapped the crowd. Hmm. Very good. Which I thought was, uh, you know, yeah. very uh, apt. Yeah. That's it was. It was very good. Absolutely. Definitely try and get down there to one of the games before the end of the season. You can follow Mansfield Town ladies on all the social media as well. And if you are, you know, somebody that's interested maybe in journalism, want to maybe write a blog or want to come on the podcast maybe every month or every couple of weeks to talk about Mansfield ladies specifically, we'd love to open the door um, to that. We just personally, between us, don't necessarily have the time to dedicate ourselves to watching those games, which is why we tend to stick with the first team. Same with the youth team as well, but get in touch via social media if you want to get involved. Now, let's go back to the first team. And I want um, you, you might have the answer to this, Mr. Wilson, but it's been a little bit uh, over the last couple of weeks, Clive, hasn't there? A bit of mystery as to where our goalkeeper coaches uh, seem to have yeah, has dis- to disappeared to. Yeah. What's happened to Seamus? I've no idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't, if, I don't know if you've noticed or not. No, yeah, I know. Well, we noticed. Was it Adam Don, Adam Collin? Yeah, Doncaster. Yeah, yeah we noticed that. Uh, well, especially you said, you know, you hadn't seen Seamus, and he, he weren't on the team photo. I've no idea. It's a mystery. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't at Doncaster. It wasn't no. at uh, the Carlisle game. No. Um, it wasn't on at, the team photo. It wasn't on the team photo. It wasn't at Gillingham on uh, on Saturday. And he also wasn't on the training video. And they didn't really show too much of the goalkeepers, no. but sometimes you, you, you see, you do see in him, the yes. background. Yeah. And he wasn't on that either. So I just wonder whether, because you, you get a little bit closer to the action yeah, to what um, you know, I do now. Because I, I usually, funnily enough, when I come and fetch me uh, stuff from Steve O's office and walk down, I normally see Seamus. Mm. And he doesn't shake hands, he bumps fists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, through COVID, yeah. whatever. Bumps fists. And he always asks me how I am, blah, 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 blah. But I haven't seen him. I haven't yeah. seen him around, so I can't answer that. Well, but you're going to have to do some digging, aren't you, for the, <laughs> for the next game? I shall have an answer for the next podcast. I very, much, I very much look forward to it. Any other business on the the, uh, the old Mansfield town front before we uh, end tonight's show in a slightly different way? Anything? anything any other I'll tell you what, I'm looking agenda? forward to the crew game. I, I think it's going to be a proper test. They're, uh, they're a decent side, but I think we're we're in the right frame of mind, the right form to go there and come back with a with a result. I'm really looking forward to that game. Oh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, actually, now that uh, I'm committed to going. Just yes. take a spare pair of shoes. That's all you need. Yeah. You know. My only worry dark. about this competition, as you know, is I, I, don't think, I don't have the same affection for it that you've got. I worry about getting injuries in these sorts of competitions, and they, then that impacts on your league form. So we'll see. Well, fingers fingers crossed. We'll, we'll certainly wait and see. Uh, by the way, if you want to get yourself uh, on the coach for crew, get those uh, get those details up in just a second. If you want to travel with the Stag Supporters Association, always a nice little uh, nice little trip. On, While you're doing uh, that, Craig, Nathan says he's pretty sure it's four players that have to be played from the previous game. In the Papa Jams. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm not. I mean, it wasn't me, but I think you're welcome. More, but... <laughs> I, I know it's changed. I know it changes every single. I thought it was six, it but yeah. Um, okay. And Kerry says Seamus is nearly seventy. Lol. Well, what age is just nothing but a number. Um, I just want to know what's happening. Kerry, to, I'm what, seventy, so shut your mouth. I just want to know if it's all right. <laughs> um, 
yeah, yeah so, it's definitely uh, retired then. If you want to get yourself to crew on uh, Saturday afternoon, seats are selling fast uh, for the trip to crew from the Stag Sport Association. Um, if you want to travel, it's £15 if you're an Amber or Junior member, £20 if you're a Blue member, or £25 if you are a non-SSA member. 11.15 is when the coaches leave from the One Course Stadium. And a polite reminder to those who book with the SSA that it is a family-friendly organisation which welcomes younger supporters, accompanied by an adult, of course, on board the coaches. Please bear this in mind and keep your language and conversations family-friendly. Um, unfortunately, on one of the coaches on Saturday, and we've seen it a couple of times, some of the conversations and some of the language was very, very questionable. And uh, we try and make it as family friendly and as enjoyable a trip as we can and uh, unfortunately some of that is often fueled by alcohol Uh, and it is uh, a a no alcohol or hot food coach that it does actually a legal requirement coach drivers can lose their license and things like that as well so uh, please don't bring those on board and remember that is a family friendly and volunteer led organization so please bear that in mind when you're speaking to the stewards um, of the coach the SSA reserves the right to refuse uh, future travel uh, from that we just want a nice away day and nobody um, you know ruining the whole thing um, and, and bringing the, the day into disrespect and by the way if it's a 15 minute stop at the service station that means 15 minutes don't queue for any burgers <laughs> did you want the number Yes, please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 07967689597. Make sure you get yourself on there. Uh, texts, preferable, please, for your bookings for that. Right, we'll be back hopefully later in the week. It might be a live. It might just be a, a Friday lunchtime conversation. But either way, we'll try and put something out before uh, the trip to crew. And then we'll be back, of course, with you uh, next week. Now, of course, today nationally has been a day of mourning for her late the Majesty of the Queen with the funeral and everything. Uh, today. Also, sadly, over the last couple of weeks or so, some much-loved members of the Staggs family have also um, sadly passed away. And we wanted to end today's podcast not by playing music or doing our usual stupid outro and ending on a a bit of a laugh, but by paying our respects to uh, those people, two of which uh, we're going to pay our respects to now. The first, Alan, is a a manager who most arguably is probably the club's most successful manager in Dave Smith. Yeah, very nice chap. Had the pleasure of meeting him on quite a few occasions. Uh, Very, very nice chap. Very uh, knowledgeable on football and other matters. A pleasure talking to him, being in his company. And uh, RIP Dave. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, me and Nathan Clive were... You know, not even thoughts in in the, the twinkles of our parents' eye back in those days, but I'm sure you'll have been watching um, oh, and, Dave, and following his Dave teams. Dave Smith figures very, very highly in my recall. Um, it's certainly at the time when I was most in, engrossed in watching Mansfield play. And it was in the days when football was football as well. We, it, this is an old man's talk now, but we um, we did we did have some scintillating football at that time. Um, things move on. I don't think he's a. It would have been a manager for today. In his time, he was great. Yeah, and uh, absolutely. You know, it's these people as well, Nathan. That you know, do put the club in the club history books and set the records to be broken and things like that. So it's nice to see so many Stags fans isn't it, on social media and you know paying their respects. And I'm sure at upcoming home games will have uh, a minute silence in his memory. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Uh, I'm sure I read that somewhere for the for the Friday night Hartlepool match, but um. But yeah, like you say, even though we weren't, uh, you know, 
weren't around in those days it's it's still nice to look back on the uh the history of the club you know that information's out there and um he's he's a name that's uh even though we weren't there for it, it's a name that we all know so that that even this long after you know he was manager that shows his success that he did for the club so um yeah absolutely yeah and uh another one just to end finally is uh a man that most Stags fans will know the name of at least uh steve hartshorn who um, would have been the voice of uh, all the commentaries when me and you were growing up, Nathan, on Mansfield 103.2 mm. and various other platforms uh, as well. And his excitement and uh, enthusiasm for the game uh, and for the for the club is something which I think when we first started this podcast, all those years ago when we were stood at Alfreton, was something which we wanted to try and emulate, really, isn't it? You know, we. Yeah. He, all the stuff that he used to do with the, the fanzine followed the Yellow Brick Road and things like that as well. We, that was something that was definitely in the forefront of our mind, wasn't it, when we uh, started this? Yeah, no, he was he was Mansfield uh, through and through, you know, inside and out. And like I say, he committed a lot of his uh, time to the club. Um, and I think we well, listened to his his commentary back in the day. It was uh, it was very sort of old school. I thought he he, he didn't hold back. He, yeah, he said what he saw, didn't he? he didn't yeah. didn't didn't uh, he didn't care about any of this PC nonsense. But um, you know, I met him a couple of times as well. Uh, you know, really really no, no, decent guy. No, he didn't have that, no, at all. But, yeah, I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times as well. So, uh, you know, he's, he's also going to be missed around the club. Yeah, I know he's a man that you know quite well as well, isn't he, Alan? Yeah, I knew Steve very well. He, I was lucky enough to play for Follow the Yellow Brick Road twice in my career, as it were, you <laughs> know, my career. football career. <laughs> and I always remember the first time I went on, I was so excited. We played at Sutton Lawn, which is just at the back of where I live. And he says, right, he says, we've got about 20, 25 minutes, Alan. Off you go. Go and do your best. I said, don't you worry about that, Steve. I'll try my best. Nearly scored a goal. I think we ended up winning 2-1. Came off. And he just come and patted me on the back. Something I'll never forget. He says, you certainly did that, Alan. And he was just, you know, the nice guy. He had that cheeky chuckle, you know, like when uh, Bradley got sent off <laughs> at Chesterfield. You know, we were really chuckling that day. And I three words for Steve. Simply the best. Simply the best, indeed. Now, Steve is a man who, um, like we said before, obviously involved heavily in media and I've been privileged to meet him a number of times. I'd say he's definitely a, an idol of mine growing up, like we say, the enthusiasm that he had uh, and things like that for the club, the passion that he showed was something which was always in the forefront of my mind as well when I was doing the commentaries in particular um, last season. I know that he listened to quite a few of them, so that's quite humbling um, to know. But I was also fortunate enough to commentate alongside him for a couple of times as well on uh, I Follow Stags. I can genuinely say that every single time was a uh, an absolute experience, an absolute honour and privilege in the stories which he had. You know, Mansfield ran through his veins and I'm sure that'll be watching over us, uh, probably sharing a, a pint and a, a story or two with Dave Smith up there, watching over us for the remainder of the season and uh, wishing them well. So Dave Smith and Steve Hartshaw, may they both rest in peace. And that is exactly where we're going to leave tonight's Mansfield Matters podcast. Thanks so much for listening, for watching, for getting involved on the show. For the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield will always matter. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.